It's a bar room. No, it's a classroom. No, it's a classroom. No, it's a bar room. Breakfast at Fishy, 720, weekday mornings. I'm Mike Fishy, your trusty and trusted host. Uh, oh, what? And away we go. Post, this is the fishbowl. That is the star. We will be there. Uh, I will be at the star this morning at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. If you're in the neighborhood, um, wave at me. But you, you can't just shout at me. You have to wave at me because I'm going deaf. Uh, we will ask of you to give me 18 minutes and I will give you the cowboy world. This will wrap up what happened in the first week, especially over the weekend. Uh, this was wild and wooly. I think all of us, or let me put it another way. Any of us that were skeptical about the Cowboys improving in week one of NFL open for business, any of us who were skeptical, which includes all of us, have some cowboy crow to eat today. Starting here, I've done the asleep at the wheel, forgetting to let the cake bake. And uh, it, it came out just, it was, it was light and it was fluffy and it was spongy and it was sweet and it was delicious and now I'm hungry. Um, and more to come today. What? The Cowboys' next two moves will be a centerpiece of what we talked about this morning, with your help, of course, uh, your contributions, your questions, and your criticisms, <laughs> uh, all via the brief fund, if you please. Uh, that is the Super Chat set up for us here by YouTube. As Marsha, the producer of this show, who doubles them as, as my wife, saves our pennies so we can go to Arizona for the NFL owners' meetings, pitch in if you wish, and I'll take you with us in a sense. Uh, you can also hit the like button. That beats the algorithm that tells Cowboy Nation we rule. And if at the end of this 18-minute program, you're like, you know what? That was a bar room and a classroom. That's pretty good from somebody who's actually lived the NFL media life uh, from the locker room, the team bus, the team plane, the hotel, field, blah, blah, blah. For 40 years, yes, I bring something to the table besides uh, my dashing old man, uh, anchorman, fake good looks. Here we go. With uh, featuring the two moves, one of which I think is one of which might be like here. And the other one is wishful. Cowboys entered that free agency period. Needing to show the world that they mean business. And now we get ready for week two of offseason free agency. And uh, there's more business to be done. A sour note to end last season. I think we can all agree. Cowboys Nation wanted movement, improvement. We had the quiet Monday. And even after what happened with uh, Vandress and Wilson coming back, not that that was quiet, all you're doing at that point is you are keeping your same roster up and running. Then you say goodbye to Zeke, and that makes your salary cap better, but I don't know if that makes your team better. I think it makes your team worse because of all the things that he brings. More on Zeke, by the way, over the course of uh, the day here on this Monday. And then the Cowboys front office stepped on the accelerator. The restructure of a handful of contracts frees up cap room. Uh, Zeke's cap room, by the way, will be freed up only after June 1st. And that's fine. That, that'll be helpful at that time. 
uh, Van Der Esch, Donovan Wilson, and then C.J. Goodwin. Um, Cooper Rush. Tony Pollard tagged, of course, meaning at least one more year at the star, we assume. But then comes uh, the trade that they've been, the, the, the Gilmore connection with the Cowboys has been kind of thrown out there before, not really by the Cowboys necessarily, but it's been a media idea for a couple of years, especially when he moved from the Patriots to the Colts. We didn't hear that much about it this time around from the speculators, including myself. Um, but here he comes, five-time All-Pro, pairs with Diggs, um, makes the point with those two cornerbacks. And by the way, with the playmakers at safety, too, the opposing quarterback's going to have to throw it somewhere. And uh, he anticipates, and so do uh, members of the Cowboy coaching staff. This, this trend under Dan Quinn, where they are a perennial NFL takeaway leader, uh, the it's not just scheme. Now, more than ever, it's personnel. Uh, the matured Micah. Tank Lawrence still doing his thing. Dorrance Armstrong still doing his. And now across the secondary, and Leighton Vendress too, and then across the secondary, playmakers everywhere. Curse is a playmaker. Wilson's a playmaker. Hooker is a ball hawk. Bland is a ball hawk. Jordan Lewis, if he sticks, is a ball hawk. I don't think we have to define what uh, Trayvon is as a guy and goes and gets the football. And a there's been fewer playmakers over the course of his time in, in the NFL at cornerback than Gilmore. So away we go there. I, I think that you'll all agree that now we're off to something. Uh, mafia with a $5 pitch in and the refund, bland in the slot, nothing to overlook. And I like to make sure that we throw Jordan Lewis in there, although it's conceivable that he would be a cap casualty. I think that's a $2 million savings, Mafia. Thanks for the pitch in. Uh, and so I think I'd rather have Jordan Lewis on my team, at least going into training camp, than have $2 million worth of room. That's me. But there's no question about it. Bland um, and this goes all the way back to training camp last year when, I mean, you, you could see him from day one. You could just see, okay, they, they, I don't, somebody missed on him. Fifth round pick, right? That, somebody missed on him. That's he, he's too good. All after one day, he's too good. He's doing too much. He did it in OTAs too. He's doing too much to have been that late around pick. And that proved to be the case for the Cowboys. So playmakers across the secondary, and the Gilmore acquisition helps make that group look good now. Carl P, $5 pitching. Quarterback, drafting a quarterback. And I saw you guys have this conversation before. I don't think the retention of Cooper Rush blocks the plan to draft a quarterback somewhere in this. And I don't think we're talking about, uh, you know, Mike McCarthy's nephew's neighbor's paper boy. I think we're talking about TCU Max. Uh, I, I think we can put that in pencil right now. As we get to day three of the draft, the longer he sits there, if he's still sitting there, the more likely he is that he ends up sitting here in Frisco with a job. That's my quarterback prediction. And I, I don't think I, we're going out on any gigantic limb either. 
Uh, Mafia, thank you for your pitch in as well. So along with, got Mafia in the refund. I appreciate that. By the way, uh, the Uncle Fish Premium Club, that's the circle and the star. Ask the fellas, they'll show you how. Anthony R., Cooper Rush is the backup, and who they're drafting is the future. Two different positions. I believe that too. Now, you draft TCU Max, and he rolls into town, and he's so dynamite that he beats out Cooper Rush. That's fine. Although I think Cooper Rush, I, I need to check his contract. I think I think he's got $3 million locked in for a year. So the plan is that he would be the number two quarterback. You're absolutely right. Um, but I bet you that contract has escapability after one year. In fact, I know it does. So theoretically, um, the next cheaper, younger guy takes over after a year. Again, all in theory. G Sound, $2 pitch in. Is it possible that Zeke could come back at near veterans minimum? Never say never, world, right? If that was a, an idea that appealed to him, he would have already done it. Because he, he already had the opportunity, even before he was released, to have his agent kind of shop around the idea. They must have gotten the impression that there's something out there that's going to be better than whatever it was the Cowboys were offering. There's just got to be. But uh, our friend from Yahoo, Jory Epstein, interviewed some front office people, and one general manager said, uh, or a team executive said, Zeke's going to find this experience humbling. And he's not trying to say Zeke needs to be humbled. It's just that, I'll just say it this way, about the dollars. And we've done this a couple of times with you now. NFL running backs... In this, in this free agency period, this is the first week. It's not getting better. Running back signed for between 2 and $6 million. All of them. That's humbling when you're a guy who's been a $16 million running back. Grant Rainwater. Oh, I wish my name was Grant Rainwater. $5 pitching. Any chance we still get Wagner on a good cap deal? There is still a chance that you get Wagner, you are still chasing that idea, 100%. I think Seattle is going to want him more than you want him. And I think he's going to want Seattle more than he wants Dallas. Uh, that's my, and you know, you know how I am. I'm not a percentagey guy, but if I was going to make a prediction, I just did. Karen Attaway on the Attaway family with a $5 pitch. And even with the 90 teams, we had Haley and Dion. Do you see us making another move with Juice? The, thank you, Karen. The Brandon Cooks thing and what they did with Gilmore still doesn't quite represent it, – it, it inches there, Karen, but it doesn't quite represent Wildcat and Jerry, does it? You've seen Wildcat and Jerry on this show. Uh, hopefully we'll visit with him when we get to Phoenix again here in 10 days. And I asked Jerry kind of point blank – it, is Wildcat and Jerry still in there somewhere? Does Wildcat and Jerry's heart still beat in there? And he said, oh, yeah, I, I still think that way. I still I still live that way. I still want to do football business that way when it's appropriate. It hadn't been that appropriate for the better part of 10 years. But these two moves do signify a desire to go win now. What they don't do, Karen, is include Jerry having to write a $50 million check. And if that's what we're wondering about, 
I, my strong prediction on that one would be a no. Deke and others are asking about boss man fat. Um, he had never really played special teams before the end of the previous year. Uh, he did pretty well there last year, kind of a lost year for him, probably lost confidence too, but you're the, the reason Deke that you're probably wrong on his shelf life here is as long as you're on a cheap rookie contract, unless you're just turn out to be just be a horrible human being, the Cowboys feel like they've done their research there and they haven't, that's not their conclusion, then there's just no reason to cut a rookie uh, draft pick who's um, on under contract. I mean, again, if he's a terrible player, that's fine. But they don't project Kelvin Joseph, a second round pick to be, they never predicted him to be a terrible player, obviously. So, you know, you can cut Ben DiNucci, you can cut the seventh round pick. That doesn't have any impact one way or the other. But Kelvin Joseph remains, he's been this way for maybe a little too long, remains a prospect. Let's put it that way. Uh, Johan, draft a TCU quarterback and put some competitive pressure on Dak. It's a theory, but that ain't coming from TCU Max. Uh, there are there's plenty of people that think there's another way to do this, including Troy Aikman. Aikman's view, and we talked about it back in the day, he and I, a, a great deal. Nothing against Steve Berline, he would say, but I don't want competition. I don't want the other quarterback competing with me. I'm the starting quarterback. That's not going to change. I need the other starting. I need the other quarterback helping me. And Berline, who's been on this show uh, many times, well, he'll come on again and I'll ask him, tell, what did you think your job was? And Berline's like, no, my job is to beat out Troy Aikman. That's just my job. Uh, and so, you know, it's not like they had a personal problem, but they had a philosophical difference, uh, Aikman and Berline. That's fair to say. So that's one way to do it. And then uh, get competition to make the starter better. That's in play too. But then that starts bringing in the idea of controversy in the locker room and potential division in the locker room, something that is almost impossible to envision with this group and Dak Prescott. But having said all that, the fifth round quarterback that the Cowboys are going to take is not going to push Dak Prescott. Daniel O with a $10 pitch in. Do you think Jerry would want Zeke back for the two to six million you mentioned? I think Jerry would love the romantic notion of a Zeke reunion. Never say never. What if Zeke's not on a team in November and the Cowboys have a running back injury? So there's, there's, you know, there's the CYA, but it's not the plan. Uh, Zeke right now, uh, prideful as he is, justifiably so, I don't think he wants to put his tail between his legs and come sulking back to the Cowboys saying, okay, I'll take a million dollars. Surely not. Uh, a five-month member in the Uncle Fish Premium Club is Jeffrey G. Fish. The Cooks deal, outstanding. What was the reason they keep Tolbert and they do, do they want a taller playmaker? Um, I like the idea of GJ, DJ Chark. Uh, it looks like Thielen is signing in Carolina and maybe Chark too. Now, there's a couple of tall receivers. The mold here, yes, they 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 like they don't like small bodied receivers. And Brandon Cook, sprinter that he is, is 5'11. So he doesn't fit the usual mold, but he runs the 40 and 4-3. And he can run routes, take the top off a of defense, open things up underneath. You can throw him a screen path. Watch. 
the Cowboys will start running screen passes now. Finally. It's it's like the easiest throw. Uh, and, and very much part of a horizontal offense. And that can fit inside the West Coast offense, obviously. Why do they keep Tolbert? Jeffrey, same thing we just talked about with Kelvin Joseph. He just got here. He hasn't done anything wrong. He remains a raw prospect and you're locked into his rookie contract. It would be it would be detrimental to your team and to your cap to cut Jalen Tolbert. It, it, it wouldn't make any fiscal or football sense. Uh, Raymond, 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 how likely? I think we're talking about, I, I, Raymond, thanks for the $5 pitch in. The Robinson that I'm talking about is somebody we're going to get to in a moment, and you see him in the thumbnail, just like we're going to get to the Ronald Jones in a moment. Kyle Poff, $5 pitch in. That's why we should take a quarterback high to push that or replace that. What are the chances that a third-round rookie is going to come to Dallas and beat out Dak Prescott? Are we really that we're really that down on Dak Prescott? That's not likely. G Sound, can you rescind the tag on Pollard and sign a deal for six to eight million dollars a year? That's an excellent question. You don't have to rescind the tag exactly. You go to Tony Pollard and say, we're ready to negotiate a long-term contract now. And Tony says, good, I, I want, I, I think the $10 million a year sounds fair. Yeah, you know, you're locked into paying me $10. And the Cowboys counter by saying, it's not really our plan, Tony, nor is it the going rate. The going rate is six or G sounds says eight or whatever. Austin Eckler makes 6.5. Tony, that's what you should make. Uh, by the way, if you're going to, by the time you get to paying him eight, um, you're, you're, you're not really doing that much damage uh, or, or doing that much reparation to your cap. But by the time you pay him six, you are. And I think there's a sound argument to be made on the part of the Cowboys. Bob Heck, $9 pitch in. Good morning, Fish. I'd go offensive line at 26 for depth issues <coughs> or a cornerback at 26. Um, I would, Bob, you know what I'm going to say, and I appreciate your $10 pitch in into the refund. I wouldn't go position. Teams that draft for positions always make a mistake. Always make a mistake. Don't draft a position. Draft a player. Daniel O, thank you for your pitch in. G Sound, thank you for your participation. Jeffrey G, always good to have you in here kicking it around. Let me make sure I don't miss anybody. Got Bob Heck. Wish my name was Bob Heck. Uh, now, to the two moves that are next. And one of them is in the process of being made. And the other one is just our idea. Although it's our idea that's, and, and your idea, that springs off a reality. Here's the one that's coming. In addition to the acquisition of Cooks and the acquisition of Gilmore, the Dallas News first to report. Ronald Jones is coming to town today. Now, I don't mean, I don't know why my voice got so excited. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the uh, 5'11", 205 pound Ronald Jones, who's from McKinney. Uh, is, is he a veteran insurance policy? He didn't, you know, he's with the Chiefs last year, did 
I don't think he did anything. Um, previous to that, with the Bucks, um, I think he was a second round pick. I think so. There's some pedigree there. Played in high school at McKinney and then played at USC. And he is visiting the star today. There's a, a three guys that are visiting the star today. You can go to CowboysSI.com and read more about that. By the way, uh, just between us girls, uh, Mr. Matt, uh, just between us girls, so far, your participation at CowboysSI.com and our NFL coverage and the Mavericks. 750,000 of you on Saturday, 1.156 of you so far on Sunday. Our coverage of the Cowboys, the NFL, and the Mavericks, 2 million on Saturday and Sunday. Just a lazy Saturday and Sunday, nothing going on, nothing to do. I think I'll read Fish and the 75-member staff to the tune of 2 million of you in two weekend days. Marsha, thanks you. So what's next? Thing number one, a trio to, uh, of vets to visit the star, as first reported by the Dallas News. Ronald Jones among them. Robert jo uh, Ronald Jones is not the that big physical monster back. Um, but in a sense, he... He, it kind of feels like he would replace Zeke. Uh, and, of course, uh, in addition to Zeke being gone, Malik is still here. And then two. Um, we had some good, good communication inside the building yesterday. Um, we had on the Cooks thing, a Cowboys high place source texting me and saying, a steal of a deal. And the next thing you know, here's Brandon Cooks coming to town in exchange for nothing. Uh, the Morning News also reported, I believe it was the Morning News, that Cooks is interested or willing to massage his contract to lower his cap number. Now, he's 29. I would take that, remember, not, not volunteer to take less money. Volunteer to take more money, just less of a cap impact. So maybe you do an extension with that player. And uh, he had a conversation with our uh, Aaron Wilson. You can read about it at CowboysSI.com yesterday where he said, no, I got, I'm, I'm 29. He said, I keep myself in perfect shape. I have not slowed down. There's no slowing down. Um, he was once a 4 3, three 40 guy. If you've seen him on film, and I know you have, or in games, you, you recognize he's still a 4-3-something guy. Uh, he's still one of the fastest players in the NFL. So, you bring in the starting cornerback, you bring in a number two wide receiver, and maybe, just maybe, this visit to the star today, and we'll be over there, we'll check it out. The, the Ronald Jones thing might be like a foregone conclusion. Uh, local guy. Now, to that point, number two. Cowboy source, among the things that, uh, sources, among the things that were talked about with a couple of people with us yesterday. I'm going to use the word thing, the phrase things to do as a shortcut to where we're going here. They recognize that examining interior defensive linemen is next on the Cowboys list of things to do. They acknowledge that. Jonathan Hankins return, that's desired. As we wrote last week, um, 
Carlos Watkins keeps coming here at the end of free agency every year, signs a one-year deal. Everybody goes, yawn. And then the games start, and Carlos Watkins provides real help, largely because of his versatility. He's done all kinds of things in his career as a defensive lineman, 3-4, 4-3, and tackle all of it. And so um, Hankins very much on the radar. And if Carlos Watkins is still hanging around, uh, I, I, it just makes all the sense. Well, come on back again for veterans minimum. And then Carlos will come. I threw up Calais Campbell over the weekend. I think the Ravens would like to re-sign him. Um, that is that, that is one of the biggest men in NFL history. Height, weight, all of it. And he can do a lot of things. First of all, he's 36. Um, but let me toss this out at you, too. In addition to Ronald Jones, who's from McKinney and USC. Ashawn Robinson is still hanging out there as of last time I checked, as of 7-19 this morning. Ashawn Robinson's from Fort, Fort Worth in Alabama. I think he was a premium round pick. If you played at Alabama, you probably were. 6-4-3-20 defensive tackle who makes plays. Did it with the Lions, did it with the Rams. From Fort Worth. I have called this <clears throat> in print, what they've done here in the week, calculatingly aggressive. This is aggressive of a sort. And now we enter week two, and I'm going to suggest, G Sound, thank you. Appreciate you sharing your knowledge. Thank you, G, $2 pitch in. I, I'm going to suggest to you that at some point here, not that this always works, but but that guy who grew up a Cowboy fan to some degree. They all did, apparently. But more, the guy that's from here, been in the league a little bit. He knows when his career's done here, he's going to live here. Maybe since he grew up here, he already has a house here. So many guys do, so many NFL players uh, either hang out here or live here in the offseason. Florida, much the same. California, somewhat too. If you're, if you're a Ronald Jones, aren't you even a little more attracted to the Cowboys because you're from here? If you're the big defensive tackle who still, I, I don't know why he's still on the shelf. I'm not aware of a problem. I do remember, I, I, it might have been pro football focus or spot track or somebody saying that he was a like a $2.5 million player in this upcoming year. And I'm like, I'll do that. And now here we are in week two beginning and all the, all the high price guys, not all, most of the high price defensive tackles uh, have been gobbled up and spent on. And here Ashawn Robinson sits. It's, it's almost, it, it all, it's almost too obvious. Mars's first crush. Fish, we need a war daddy on the D-line. Well, you've got two of them rushing the passer. And yeah, Ashawn Robinson qualifies as that. And he also qualifies as what we talk about all the time. It's so, imp so important to me. Not just in this defense, but any defense. A 
one technique body with three technique skills. Marlene, uh, Jones is a fumble machine. He did have a confidence loss issue in Tampa Bay. That that is a that is indeed on his resume. N not arguable. Uh, Big River, five dollar pitch and fish. How upset are agents that many players are now negotiating their own contracts to get a piece better piece of their own pie? Oh, I don't think agents are upset about it. You don't if 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 you once went to Lamar Jackson and said I'd like to be your agent. Uh, would you like to get to know me? And Lamar said, no, then that was the end of that. I personally, and I can only speak for the way that I would do my business. If I need a lawyer, I call a lawyer. Uh, if I need a doctor, I go to the doctor. And if I need my tire fixed, I think about change. I think about changing it myself. But but I because it's a, it's a manly thing. But I never do. When I lived in Greeley, Colorado, the oldest of six kids, five of us boys. When I got a flat tire, I, I I got ready to make four phone calls to Tom Fisher, Steve Fisher, Rick Fisher, and Mark Fisher. Which one of you guys wants to come fix my tire for me? That's the way. <laughs> that's the way we roll around here. So one big name that that. Could be something happening today is the running back, Ronald Jones. One big name that we're going to say should be thrown into the bucket of the other thing the Cowboys need to do and know they need to do at defensive tackle is Ashawn Robinson. Bring these two fellas home, Jerry. Uh, go get you some Cowboys. We are loaded for bear at CowboysSI.com. Uh, you you will, if, if you're new to what we do here, uh, it's an acquired taste, okay? If you're not familiar with CowboysSI.com, no question about it, no debate, you will fall in love with CowboysSI.com. Go get you some right now. Fish out.